one slate. One slate. One slate. One slate. So, as I finished making my YouTube video yesterday, I was greeted with a phenomenal surprise. I come back and I see Steph Curry is ejected in my lineup and Yusuf Nurkic is injured. And then today, I make a last, seven, last second pivot to Luka Doncic, who I've just been getting the floor games from every single time. Last second pivot from him, injured in the first minute. Also took his over eight and a half assist, chalked in the first minute. So, it's just more proof. Each, these, each one of these videos adding to the proof. Right? And you guys know what I'm talking about. The well-known fact that nobody runs worse. It's just, that's what we're adding to. No one runs worse. I mean, come on. Come on. Really? Really? Oh, so, so frustrating. But there was some positives uh, from last night. Uh, I want to show a couple. This is really, this, this is the best part of my job, to be honest. Um, couple, we had two people in the top 10 in, in, uh, in the big tournament, and they only had one entry. So what, about 40 bucks into like 13 grand? He finished third in the big tournament. $15 into 10,000 in that alone. And then um, another one finished uh, ninth. So congrats to both of you guys. Top 10 performance is super impressive, especially when you only have one lineup. So uh, just wanted to shout out those two for the big night. But uh, yeah, just come on, man. Come on. You can't do it to me. You can't. The bad variance, like, Whatever, if it's, if it's random foul trouble, if it's a blowout, if it's an injury, you better believe they are in my lineup. I stacked Cleveland. Houston had a literally negative-owned Singoon, was on pace for 60-plus. No chance is he touching the court in the fourth quarter. But Pistons nets for Chalk Kyrie, you better believe that stayed competitive. And Chalk Paul George, when, they're, when the Clippers are up by 40 in the fourth quarter, oh, yeah. You got a full shift in the fourth quarter. What are we doing? What are we doing here? I just, come on. Come on. So. <sighs> I mean, again, most nights end in pain, but it's like, there's nothing injury. Just like, it's so dumb. It's just like, oh, there goes 200 bucks right into the incinerator, right? Grab a shovel with my money right into the fire. No chance. That's all, that, that's all the energy I have for a rant. If you guys want an extreme rant, you can go back check my video a couple days ago, but come on. Come on. So, all right, let's, let's uh, talk about this five-game slate. Uh, the sponsor, really quick, though, is Prize Picks. Make sure to use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. Also making videos, uh, providing free content. Uh, we took CP3 over assist with Luca assist, but yeah. Luca got injured, so that was no fun. Hit both plays the day before, though. So if you guys want to give it a try again, make sure to use the code. Uh, it'll be linked down below. And uh, let's talk about this five-game slate. Weird, only five games on a Friday. Usually, like, 
Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are like the biggest slates, but I think this is like the smallest Friday slate that I can remember at least. So uh, interesting one for, for this one. There's a, there's a couple games that could blow out, you know, some injury news that we are still waiting for. Um, but yeah, let's start off with the Milwaukee side. So no Bobby Portis still. Giannis and Nakumbo is probable. This is one where it's like, all right, if the game says competitive, then there's definitely some guys that are viable here. Like number one would be Giannis. Like he should be able to feast whenever, whatever minutes he plays against this Pacers team, Giannis should be able to feast. Like there's no one that can guard him. So I like Giannis at the top. I think it makes for a pretty good spend up. I think Drew's a little bit overpriced at 85. Not saying he can't have a good game, but I think I'd just rather spend up $3,000 more for Giannis. Can't get to Middleton yet. He's not playing enough minutes, uh, 15 minutes, first couple games. So cannot go there yet. I think Brooke Lopez would probably be my second favorite play on the Bucs. Uh, you know, he's going to play uh, with no Bobby Portis. He'll play like just, he'll be like the only big out there really. Obviously, Giannis, I guess, technically a big. But um, yeah, I think Brooke Lopez is a like decent option in the mid-range. I'm not really going to prioritize him though. The rest of Milwaukee, they're, they're fine tournament plays. Grayson Allen probably sees 25-ish minutes. Pat Conton had a massive game last game. Uh, 19 points, 12 rebounds. He has a good rebounder, but 12 rebounds is pretty insane. One for 44 fans points. That was definitely an outlier, but I still think Conton's a, a solid value. Probably will be a bit over-owned, especially after last game, though. And then Joe Ingles, 27 minutes last game. I think he's fine, too. So Giannis probably the guy I like the best, but Lopez, some of the value plays are in play as well. On the Pacer side, so the reason I think this game could blow out is you have no Halliburton. You might not have Miles Turner. Um, Nemar and Naismith, not as important. Um, they're both questionable, but if Miles Turner's out, like this team has no rim protectors, uh, there's a very good chance it, it would not stay competitive. But we'll start with uh, Teacher McConnell at 6'5". Should continue to start, should com- continue to play a lot. I think he's still a pretty good play in the mid-range. Didn't play as much as the previous game, only 33, but we know McConnell's a good point-per-minute guy, and he's been starting point guard over the last couple of games. Heald and Matherin, if you think the game stays competitive, these are guys that are going to play a lot in a competitive game. 39 minutes back-to-back for Buddy Heald. Benedict Matherin, uh, 34 and 33 minutes. So I like those two if you're playing for a competitive game. Chris Duarte, 4-2, probably sees, you know, at least 25 minutes. He played 39 minutes last game. Um, you know, his minutes would, I feel a little bit better about his minutes if both Nemhard and Naismith are out. And then if Miles Turner's out, you're probably going to get Jalen Smith, Isaiah Jackson splitting the set of minutes. Both are good point-per-minute guys, so I would like both at the flat min price. Or Jackson's 3-2, I guess, but... Um, both look good. My only worry would be, you know, if the game blows out or something, they probably would dust off Gogo Bataze. They have Terry Taylor, too. So this team still has a lot of bodies. That is the concern. But um, back to Miles Turner, if he himself plays and the game says competitive, you're probably seeing a pretty big game from Turner. So again, a couple different ways you can play it. If you're playing for a competitive game, you want to look to Turner, McConnell, Heald, Matherin. Um, if you think the game blows out or Miles Turner sits, then we could look to some of these backup bigs like Jalen Smith, like an Isaiah Jackson. Memphis, Minnesota. So Desmond Bain is pretty important news here. He's questionable, and I'm not sure if he play, or so I'm not sure who would start for him. I should say if he sits because John Contrar is usually the guy that picks up the start, but he's out. So yeah, I don't know exactly who would start, but John Morant either way I think looks good at 10K. If Bain is out, he's going to look better. So we'll keep an eye on that news. Triple J, 6.6K. If he can stay out of foul trouble, we know he has a ceiling, but this guy's always always in foul trouble. With Adams out, oh, then you got the Brandon Clark starting game. I could have used that two games ago where if I got 30-plus fans points from Clark, I could have taken down. Like, if I would have got that performance last slate from Clark, I could have taken down. But, no, I get Xavier Tillman starting when I need Brandon Clark to start and Brandon Clark picking up three fouls in five minutes. It's just, like, unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. So, 
Um, whoever starts is going to be a good value play. If it's Clark, I like him quite a bit. If it's Tillman, I think he's solid. Um, so we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup there. Dylan Brooks, I think, is playable either way, but he would look better if Desmond Bain is out. We'll just get more shots up. And then that fifth starter, if Bain's out, I don't think they would start Tyus Jones with Ja. I think it would be Zaire Williams would be my guess. So um, if he does start, like, yeah, you can use him. He's not really a great point per minute guy, but he is someone that, you know, probably would see a minutes bump there if uh, Desmond Bain is out. So keep an eye on the Bain news for sure, and then keep an eye on who starts at the five. Moving on to Minnesota. So Anthony Edwards is 9K. Um, he's been playing extremely well. Late 71, 52, 52 faints points. He's playing a ton of minutes too. So I like Andy. He's got the shooting guard, small forward eligibility. DeAndre Russell minutes have ticked up last couple games, 42 and 39 minutes. So if he continues to play close to 40 minutes a game, D'Lo looks good. And Gobert definitely seems underpriced here. 36, 34 minutes. He's been questionable last couple games and has played. So I'm assuming he does play. And if he does, I think he's going to be one of the higher-owned plays on the board, which is never fun. No one likes chalk Rudy Gobert, but um, yeah, I, I think he plays. You know, you know what? This is what's going to happen. Everyone's going to play Gobert, and then he's going to get in foul trouble, and then Nas Reed's going to come in and smash after we've all been burned by Nas Reed for like three straight slates with him getting in foul trouble. So you, you just know something like that's going to happen. Slow-mo, McDaniels, they're going to see 30-plus minutes most likely. They're both fine options. You know, we're finally not getting Kyle Anderson averaging 50 fantasy points a game. And then, yeah, it's probably it. I mean, Noel's minutes have ticked down. He is only 3-4, so I guess you can take a shot on him in tournaments with the shooting guard eligibility. You'll see Austin Rivers' minutes, but it's Austin Rivers. Like, I, I just don't think I can stomach playing him. Orlando-Miami, so tough matchup here for the Magic. Everyone healthy on the opposite side. Um, They're running a pretty deep rotation, so there's nothing, to be honest, that stands out to me. If you want to t- try to take a shot in any of the top four guys in tournaments, that's fine with Mancaro, Franz, Carter Jr., and Fultz, but there's no priorities here. Cole Anthony is 4.5K. He probably sees low 20s minutes off the bench. Fine value. Um, bull, bull minutes. Not really secure, but he'll be productive when he's on the court if you want to t- try to take a shot on him. Isaac not playing enough minutes yet. He's literally on 8 to 10 minutes limit. I've never seen anything like that before. Um, Gary Harris, I think he had a big game in the starting lineup. Yeah, he shot eight of nine, but be careful. Like Gary Harris, most likely probably plays like 25 minutes and gives you like 15 fans. Well, it's not saying you can't play him because he's really cheap, but don't expect what happened last game. Again, on the Miami side, so this is what's going to happen too. Uh, we all got burned by Tyler Hero because he shot 5% from the field last game. If I get an average game from Hero that last night, I would have had a big night. Um, so now with everyone back, you already know Tyler Hero is going to go for like 50 fans points. I honestly think he is still a bit underpriced, though, even with uh, Jimmy Butler back. Bam and Abayo, I think, is still a solid option 8-4. I think Jimmy himself feels a little bit too cheap at 7-6. So it's kind of scary, but the main Miami guys look pretty decent. Oladipo is still fine off the bench. He's been a relatively high usage player. Kyle Lowry's 4-7. He should see around 30 minutes. He's really cheap, so he's playable. Uh, but yeah, the main guys think look pretty good. Cleveland and Oklahoma City. So Mitchell, Kevin Love, both didn't play uh, tonight. Again, I did not expect Donovan Mitchell to play. And I don't think he'll play in this game either. So if that is the case, then I really like Cleveland once again. You guys knew Cleveland was my favorite team to target on this slate. Unfortunately, the game blew out, which was just really, really tilting. So I literally, like everyone in my lineup was from Cleveland uh, and Houston tonight. Like I, I basically game stacked it. So that was just extremely frustrating. But um, yeah, if Mitchell's out, I think Garland, Lavert, obviously get the bump. Um, you know, Lavert would move into the starting lineup, most likely play, you know, low to mid 30s minutes. Evan Mobley's going to look better. He's been playing really well of late, and the price is actually down on him from last late. Jared Allen feels too cheap. So the, the main guys all look good. 
And there's going to be some value, I think, are playable too. Isaac Okoro, you know, kind of came back down to earth after four of the last five games going for 20 plus Saints points, but that's like not a big surprise as Isaac Okoro. However, he's still going to see decent minutes, so he's playable. On a back-to-back, I don't think we see Ricky Rubio. So I think you might see a little bit more, more run for Chetty Osman, who in 24 minutes went for 14 Saints points was fine. Um, previous games with Mitch Rowe, 25, 22 minutes, one for 20 plus fans points. So I think Chetty would be an intriguing value play. And then you saw a little bit of run for Dean Wade as well. He played 23 minutes. I would rather play Chetty, but he'll see some backup run. And then you probably get Raul Neto dusted off and him playing some backup point guard at the flat min. All right. And then if Mitchell and Love are in, then I think Mitchell would be my favorite spend up on Cleveland, assuming he's not limited. Still would have Anderson Mobley. Still would have Anderson Allen. Levert would be out of play then. And then if Kevin Love plays, he's always someone you can get to in GPPs. Oklahoma City, so no Lou Dort. I honestly have no idea who they're going to start. The three guys I know are going to start are Shea, Gideon, Jalen Williams. I don't know who the front court. I, I have no idea. You never know with Oklahoma City, but um, tough matchup. But I think SGA and Giddy are fine tournament plays. You know, SGA should see 35-plus minutes. Giddy probably low 30s minutes. They're the guys that are going to run the offense. Jalen Williams, 5'4", has been playing a good amount of minutes. He's been up and down, but we have seen, you know, basically around 40 fans points in two of the last five games. And then we'll see. I mean, if Kendrick Williams starts, I think you can get to him, play 30 minutes last game. I don't know what they're going to do. They have so many guys, too, so it's still, like, risky. But whoever starts for Lou Dort, I think, is going to be playable. It's just the minutes are not secure. Like, we, we have seen the show many of times this year with Oklahoma City. And finally, Toronto, Golden State, the standalone late night hammer, two hours after all these other games start. And uh, I think the Toronto, I think Toronto might be my favorite team to target. It's either Toronto or Cleveland. But um, yeah, Toronto, like you're going to see 35 to 40 minutes of basically all the starters with Siakam, Van Fleet, Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., and OG. And it's an up top of match pair against Golden State. The thing I struggle a little bit is with. Who like who's gonna have the really big game? You know, Siakam and Van Fleet normally the most consistent. You know, Van Fleet 61, 63, 49, 40, and 41 fans points over the last five games. Scotty Barnes been playing a lot better of late, too. He's 7-7. Seven, seven. Gary Trent Jr., if he continues to play mid-30s minutes, has the ceiling can knock down on the shots. OG kind of a stuff the stat sheet guy. He's relatively cheap at 5-9. So like I have interest in the main five guys, and even the two bigs off the bench, Achua, Boucher. You probably see mid-20s minutes for Prussia Achua. Uh, Chris Boucher has played 20-plus minutes back-to-back games. We know he's a really good point-per-minute guy. The issue is, like, I'm not as confident in his minutes. He could still, if he struggles, like, they could only play him, like, five minutes. I wouldn't be surprised. But the whole starting five uh, plus pressures and Boucher, I like for Toronto. Finally, Golden State. Keep by the Andrew Wiggins news. Last game that he missed. Surprised when we saw Kaminga start. I thought DiVincenzo would start, but they started Kaminga. So Kaminga could be a viable value if Wiggins sits. And then you did see a little bit more run for DiVincenzo off the bench. But Steph Curry, 10-4, so got ejected from me last game. No surprise. But, uh, yeah, he's always someone I like for tournaments. The ceiling's there. The floor's a bit lower, though, than uh, some other spend-ups. Poole and Clay Thompson, I think both are fine plays. I think, you know, Poole is a little bit of a higher... Well, I, I guess both have a similar ceiling, but Clay is a little bit cheaper. Um, I think they're both kind of like fine secondary plays. I do like Draymond either way, whether Wiggins plays or not. He's just a pretty safe option that should see low 30s minutes. And again, if Wiggins is out, you can look to Kaminga. You can look to DiVincenzo. Looney feels a little bit pricey right now for the amount of minutes he's played, even though he has played well in those limited minutes. I don't know if uh, he's someone I will get to on this one. So that's going to do it for the uh, slate, guys. Again, only five games, which is weird for a Friday, but 
Uh, can we avoid injuries? Maybe. Maybe. Again, one slate. I don't know. But I appreciate your support as always. Really, really do. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next video.